Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> Fucking little bonus episode. What's happening? It's a dinosaur episode. It's about dinosaurs, guys. Sort of. We'll get there. Jam Room Podcast, everybody. I hope you're doing fine out there, as always. It's fucking um, a little bonus episode for you. Um, so I'll whiz my way through this little intro here. Um, so as you know, uh, or may not, but I'm about to inform you now, big Jurassic Park fan. It's been a little while since the movie came out. I did see it opening weekend. Um, been waiting to talk about it on this podcast just for sheer indulgence. We've done it before, guys. We just chat about movies that I happen to like and um, want to get into a bit of a deep dive with none deeper than this one because fucking Jurassic Park is fucking my bag, baby. And uh, been a fan forever. And so for this episode, decided to have uh, my brother on the podcast. Um, we did debrief after he saw the movie as well. And uh, we chatted for a good hour or so. It was like, fucking, we should do this for a podcast and just get into what we like and don't like, mainly what we don't like, um, about this new movie, Jurassic World Dominion, which is out now. Go fucking see it. Um, or not. Or just listen to this podcast anyway. You'll kind of get the gist of it. It's all there in it. Um, so, uh, my brother, Adam Thorne, he's uh, joined us on the podcast. So, that's more than enough waffling, guys. Let's get into this fucking episode now, and we're chatting everything, fucking Jurassic Park and animals and all that sort of bullshit. There's some music at the end. It's not a normal podcast episode, guys. It's fucking fun as shit anyway. Just stick around. Um, but yeah, without further ado, this is Adam and I chatting about fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, Jam Room Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe, and I'll uh, chat to you guys soon. We're here. The great Adam Thorne is joining us. Um, you might know him from Kings of Pain on History Channel and um, other stuff, social media, all that sort of shit. Has way more followers than us, so fucking get your shit together, guys. Uh, tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, Adam. How's it going? He's here. Yeah. The great Adam Thorne. Um, I guess we should get some plugs out of the way. So uh, Kings of Pain on the History Channel is airing in the States right now on Thursday nights. Thursday nights, uh, 10.30 at night. Uh, we're up to like episode five, so we're like halfway through the season. But hey, it's not too late. Yeah, get involved. Get inv I'm sure it's going to be streamed somewhere else later on and the, the rest of the world will get it in a few months or something like that. Do you know where any of the other release dates are? The only other release dates I know if like the UK is going to be airing not till August. And I think Australia's like that as well. It'll probably be August. But, you know, okay. it, has, it hasn't even aired in Canada yet, Like, which is, they're normally on par with the US. But Yeah, but Trudeau's fucking everything up over there. So who knows? He yeah. might have, um, you know, anything that's to do with actual reality, he might have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. All right. So Adam's here to talk everything fucking Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, we've both seen the movie, haven't seen it a second time, um, but we have our fucking thoughts and we're getting into it. But before we do, I thought I'd just ask you some um, stuff about animals, uh, right? Because you're the, you're the animal guy and there's some stories going on that I, I thought were fun 
um, I want to get your take on them, oh. right? So first of all, they found the biggest fish ever caught in Cambodia, this stingray. Mm. Freshwater stingray, is that the, the one? Yeah, yeah, the freshwater they found like throughout the Mekong so River. So a 300 kilogram stingray. Oh, yeah. What would that have done to Steve Irwin? <laughs> yeah, I would have split him in two, I reckon. Yeah, so like, do we know how big the stingray was that killed Steve Irwin? Yeah, it was a it was a big one, the one that got Steve. Uh decent size for like the species. Yeah. And um I mean you'd have a hard time reeling it in, but it's nowhere near the size of the freshwater ones in the uh in Southeast Asia, no way. Oh, th that thing was like the, the photos that I saw of just them by the riverbed sort of trying to like sort of, you know, show off this fucking thing. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I think like I I don't know cuz I haven't I haven't read the article, but I know, I know the um stingrays, but they say uh I think it was Zeb Hogan that caught it, but Zeb Hogan, like he's a nat National Geographic uh, fish guy, and um, he's got a TV show and he pulled up a record-breaking one. Holy shit! So it ha it happened on camera. Yeah, but this was years ago, like okay. years and years. Like I'm talking probably ten years ago, he bought one up. I don't know if he did it again, and that that was this one. But I know the one he brought up uh, years ago was like record breaking then so i don't know if the, it's just re-emerged but it was him that caught this new one i don't know i saw his name on the article i didn't actually read it oh holy shit mm. so it might have been see that that's one of those things like um you need eyes on the fucking prize right so if no one gives a shit about pandas pandas go extinct mm -hmm. right and if no one gives a shit about discovering new species or anything like that. Where does the fucking money come from these days? Because we're not really, as a society, investing in um, exploration and research and shit like that. We're not really caring. It's mm. got to be the private dollar that's funding this sort of shit, and that's got to be either entertainment purposes um, or pharmaceutical purposes. That's kind of the only two that are going to bring the private dollar, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if I was going out looking for a new species or something... I wouldn't just go out and do it. I'd probably do it on a TV show because you get funding for it, you get paid for it, yeah. and, it and it gets a huge amount of exposure. If you go out and find a new species of rat, it would it won't even make the news headlines. Well, although, although in saying that, I don't know. Do you want to talk about it? Um, you are going out to look for a new species all on your own money. Yeah, I know, I know, but it, yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't. We'll leave it for your podcast. Yeah, you, you tell I'll, the people about what you're doing in the future. But Adam's going out in the jungle again. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to tell what what I'm doing and what I'm looking for. But yeah, I am looking for a new species of something that's never been discovered. And I'm heading to uh, the jungles of Indonesia um, next month. Oh, not in August. Uh, so there'll be some more. Say Sumatra stuff. because it's way cooler than Indonesia. What you going yeah. to Bali? You having a holiday in Bali? Nah, nah, nah. That's Sumatra. And I've never been to Sumatra before, so it's going to be new jungle. Oh, and, and it's going to be a cold jungle. It's going to be cold there. And I've like never... Like a foggy... Yeah, like a cloud forest. I've Sick. never been in a jungle that I haven't been sweating my ass off, so it's going to be weird. That would be weird. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it'll be cold, but you're sweating, so you'll be twice as cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the sweat dries on you. It's, yeah, freezing. Yeah. I'd fucking... I'd love to join you on this one, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. Yeah, I mean, like, basically, I'm just going to do some recon, just check it out. And then I'll go back and do some... Because I'm only there for a week, so yeah. I just want to check it out, check out how easily accessible it is, and then I'll come back for a... Let's face it, if you go over there for a week, just as a, a private citizen, just, hey, you know what, I'm going to go do this, and you discover this new species, which is a big one if you find... I'm not going to give any spoilers, but if you do find it, it will change the world.
that's amazing that that's even fucking possible. So like everyone out there, if you're fucking got money and you you, you want to go on a holiday or some shit like that, go on a fucking adventure instead. Why not? Even if you fail, you tried. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's better than just fucking. You know, abusing these poor fucking locals for cheap beers in Bali, you know? I'll be doing that on the way there, but... um, Of of course, (laughs) of course. It'd be stupid not to. (laughs) Yeah, it would be funny if I go there for a week and find the fucking thing. That'd be... That'd be insane, but... Well, I've got my fingers crossed for you. If anyone's going to find it, it's going to be fucking you. That's... Yeah, not my news to share, but I do have another thing I want to talk to you about. Before we get into the Jurassic World stuff, just because it's very rare that I get an animal guy here on this podcast. This is the first time you've been on my podcast. I've been on yours a couple of times. Yeah, no shit. The last time we were here recording was... um, We were talking about the Anaconda movie (laughs) for your podcast, right? Yeah. Um, So... A little while ago, maybe a month ago, not even, um, China got into a whole bunch of shit for giving a really bad haircut to a lion. Did you see any of this? Did you see this poor lion with his fucking mullet haircut? I, I, I saw it and like, it, it is such a disrespectful thing to do to the king of the all jungle. Right, all right. <laughs> so I want to get into that part. But first of all, is it weird for them to have cut his hair at all? Well, yeah. I mean, like, as best of my knowledge, they were claiming it was naturally like that. And they didn't cut it like that. That's just how it wears it. Classic China. (laughs) Classic China. Denial. Yeah, exactly. They haven't had COVID for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, they've been living fine. Yeah, they're they're truth tellers, those guys. Truth tellers. Um, But yeah, so this fucking... What do you think the lion feels from having that haircut? Because that's the part that's fascinating to me. Does the lion give a shit that it looks like a retard? Um, well, I'd, I'd, it probably won't be able to see itself in, unless there's a mirror there, but I don't. Uh, lions don't really have the uh, self-awareness. Uh, the self-awareness test that they use on like, um, animals like with mirrors and stuff, they don't really have it. But if it saw itself in a mirror, it'll think it's another lion and be like, what a dick, look at his yeah. hair. Because it is the funniest way to emasculate like such an incredible predator like that yeah. is to just give it a gay haircut and just be like, all right, now it looks like shit. How threatening can it be? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's clip its fringe and like fuck with its hair. And like, you know, didn't we learn anything from uh, the Wizard of Oz? You know, the lion didn't have any courage or anything. And yeah, cowardly lions cowardly suck. Lion. They and suck. Now look, now look what you've done with him. You've just said, "Yep, like you can't be That's courageous a, with a fucking haircut like that." Could be a bit of a metaphor for millennials these days, hey? Fucking the cowardly lions. They are lions, but they just fucking don't believe in themselves, and they fucking have all their anxiety and trauma and all this sort of bullshit yeah. behind them and stuff like that. But I was thinking, there's such a funny trend if it became a trend to just emasculate beasts like serious monsters with shit haircuts like you imagine like out in the wild and all of a sudden a bear comes into your camp and someone's shaved a fucking dick into the side of its hair or something like that (laughs) it's like you've got a lion and you've turned him into a pussy like there you go like it'd be so funny because like you just, yeah, you get like a bear wandering up to you and it's like someone's shaved like a Mr. Burns haircut on it or something. <laughs> like a horseshoe. <laughs> You're like, uh, oh my God, a balding fucking bear. Yeah. It looks so hilarious. <laughs> It'd actually probably remind you of people you know. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
Or put like like slap some dungarees on it, like some denim dungarees. Like walking through, <laughs> looks like one of the Berenstain Bears. Yeah, that's the next step. So you give them a bad haircut, and then also clothe them poorly. Yeah. <laughs> put a bucket hat on it. Yeah, it'll be funny with like you know how you get those like shit house little dogs like um chihuahuas and stuff, and they have those tremor jackets or whatever. Yeah, like, like you put one of them on a lion, like oh yeah, this is this is the king of the jungle, but like fucking the sound of thunder terrifies it. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look at his neckerchief rattling because from his trembling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just wanted to check in on that because I found that fucking fascinating. I didn't think the lion would care at no. all, but it's hilarious to emasculate these fucking monsters in it, a haircut sort of it's way. It's probably a way it's to... It's a benign way to emasculate Yeah, them. and it's probably a way to like, instead of sterilizing them, just give them a stupid haircut and then the, the, the female, the lioness doesn't want to have <laughs> sex with them because it's a way to stop breeding in captivity. I ain't touching that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they tried to do in the South by um, promoting mullets, eh? Hey? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> we won't have any more of these like guys. Self-sterilization. Yeah. <laughs> that, like ha- sh- that haircut's a contraceptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit haircuts fucking ruin popula- uh, populations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about Jurassic World Dominion. And so we'll get into the back of it a bit. So Adam and I talk Jurassic Park all the fucking time. For years we've been doing it. Before the first Jurassic World movie came out, fuck, we were excited. And that movie delivered hard. Like, um, So Adam and I used to um, work together uh, um, with Adam's company, Biothorn, um, relocating animals. So a lot of the time was spent just walking around the bush, um, you know, seeing whatever we could see. But we are just walking around the bush fucking chatting. And nine times out of ten, those fucking conversations would go towards the things that were going on with InGen. We were fascinated with this company. So for me, one of the greatest things that came out of the Jurassic Park franchise is the whole aspect of this company that was trying to do some things, that had an incredible leader of the company um, in John Hammond that had vision, had uh, means, and execution, right? Yeah. And was able to actually create dinosaurs that inspired fucking awe in anybody that saw them, right? Yep. Um, and then the the other movies came out. And so if we're going to do a bit of a backstory, up until this movie, what was your favorite Jurassic Park themes? What were your Jurassic Park moments that stood out? What was going on for you? My favorite of, of the franchise is The Lost World. <laughs> it's weird you say that because I'm probably... 100% with you yeah. on that one. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it still got that, the Jurassic Park awe to the dinosaurs. You haven't lost that, um, like, you haven't gotten desensitized to, like, these insane animals walking around. Um, it's a completely different storyline. Um, there's characters in there that are awesome, like Roland Tembo. The, oh, Roland Tembo. He's, oh, he's the man. He's my favorite character in I don't know why they didn't, Park. he's got to have some role to play. Yeah. They should bring him back. Well, he is something fucking... Well, the, the actor's dead, but... Well, but, yeah, but the character's not. I mean... Hologramming. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they bought back fucking Dodson. Yeah. He's not dead, but he's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, the guy that originally played Dodson in that great um, scene with fucking Newman, um, Wayne Knight, uh, with the fucking Dodson. We got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. That whole scene, that guy uh, was proved to be a pedophile so that's why he wasn't recast in the role 
So it doesn't matter about casting. Yeah, you're you right. Know? Like yeah. if if Ian, if if um Jeff Goldblum was a pedophile, we'd still have Ian, Ian Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, I mean it'd be hard played to played by up. like fucking Jared, Jared Leto or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to nail that voice. Ah, uh, ah, uh, hmm. Uh, 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 well, the uh, dinosaurs. Ah, uh, hmm. <laughs> Life <laughs> Fines <laughs> We're exaggerating it But yeah you know, Jeff Goldblum He punched up every scene In this movie We're going to get to it eventually But so you're a big Lost World Lost, fan Lost World And and the thing is like I love like, Roland Tembo And the thing is He's a hunter I shouldn't like him But he's He proves himself To be actually Quite a caring person You know He helps He helps uh, he helps, he helps the other team. He helps the, the other team up. He he was he was not in it for killing humans. No. He was just in there for like straight away there was a new challenge on this planet that was competing for Alpha. So he wanted to make sure that he was still Alpha. But then at the end of the movie, his redemption arc is one line. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what's the line? You know it. I've spent um, enough time in the company of in, death. In the company yeah. of death. Yeah. What a fucking line. Yep. That was his redemption arc was just one throwaway line where he just walks away from it all and just says, yep. I'm done with this bullshit. Yep. Too many people have died for this. This doesn't make any sense like, at didn't, all. Didn't you learn from the first movie? Shit no one did. Go so as far as the Jurassic Park canon goes, no one learned about the first movie because no one knows and Ian Malcolm is a conspiracy theorist yeah, for even true. trying to come public with it, right? Yeah, they think his book was bullshit. Yeah, and there's there's something to be said that everything Ian Malcolm says comes true. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he's he's onto it. And and do you know what's actually weird? I and mean, I've just realised this. Um, so after Jurassic Park, the first shit happened, um, and you know, in the, the start of the Lost World, he goes to Hammond's place and summons him. Um, yeah, because he, he's just lost control of Ingen. Yeah, and and he's talking to um. Uh, what's his face? The nephew, uh, Ludlow. Ludlow. Yeah, he's talking to him, and he's like, you know, you paid you paid the rest of the people off to keep their mouth shut, but I didn't. So that means, Doctor Grant and uh, Sadler, they took money. They took hush money. Yeah, they took hush money. Yeah, and and people don't realize that is that they are fucking pussies. Yeah, Sadler just went and because uh, we know in Jurassic Park three. Yep. Right, um, we know in Jurassic Park three that she just went, had kids with some dude that worked for the military, didn't pipe up a word about it, didn't really fucking. She didn't even seem active in the in the in the paleobotany space anymore. No, nah. um, she just shut her fucking mouth. Obviously, Sam, I can see Sam Neil, not Sam Neil, Alan Grant, the character, getting paid off because all he wanted to do was go back to the fucking fund the dig. He wanted to just fund his digs. He wanted to go back to that. So if he can get a lot of money to do that, he would just do it and just shut the fuck up because he doesn't have the energy to really crush everything. Yeah. He did in his lectures because that's such a good scene when he's talking about like fucking what John Hammond and the guys at InGen did because there were still rumors. And that's what's weird is because of all that hush money, I think after the events of Lost World... Oh, it came out. It came out. The stuff that happened in San Diego, San Diego there's a T-Rex walking around in San Diego. You, you can't, can't really brush that under the really rug. Really hard. And the transfer of the T-Rex and its, and its child back to the island yeah. was dominating the TV. That's the final scene is them, like, obviously... Sleeping Ian Malcolm's, yeah, yeah, Ian Malcolm's asleep with Sarah, but the, the little girl... Um, what's her fucking name? Um... I don't know. Whatever the fucking yeah, fuck. I don't know. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Ian Malcolm's illegitimate child was called. What, one of five. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he had six in in 
in Dominion. Fuck, fuck he, did. he has he had six. Another in, one in, in, in between. Yeah. And in the first movie, he has three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's a bit of a ladies' man and whatever. He's and always looking for the next uh, ex, Mrs. Miss, Malcolm. Mrs. Malcolm. That's it. Great line. Great <laughs> yeah. line. So many fucking lines in that. So our love for Jurassic World and especially the company InGen. So for those of you guys who aren't fucking Jurassic Park fanatics like us, um, InGen is the company that um, John Hammond uh, created to create the dinosaurs. That's who um, Henry Wu's character... Um, uh, no, B- no, 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 he's not the character. Henry Wu is the fucking geneticist. Yeah. B.D. Wong plays him. Um, he's been there from the start. He's the head geneticist. It was all that was going on with InGen. InGen was a fucking sick company. And they survived the events of Jurassic Park. They, some asshole took control of them during the events of Lost World, right? Yeah, yep. But they still survived and they ended up creating Jurassic World later on, which we all know. With right? another great CEO. Like, I mean, Simon Masrani was awesome. Yeah. He they was got such- bought out by Mas- Masrani, which Masrani had a lot more interests otherwise than just InGen. Yeah, he was a telecoms guy. He was a mining guy. He had all this other shit going on. He was running this fucking conglomerate of companies. So he never was the face of InGen. No. I think... Henry Wu became the face of InGen as far as its operations go. For sure. For his purposes. He was, like, he was the brains behind the whole thing. Always. Always yeah. was. Always was. And so with Jurassic World, they gave us a fucking movie that was still awe-inspiring. Hell yeah. We got to see the fucking open theme park, right? We got to see that. Yeah, and, and, and it had been operational for, for quite a while. Like a few years at least. It was... And then, it, so operational that people were bored with its shit. Yeah. Hence the Indominus Rex and the pushing and the events of Jurassic World. Go see the fucking movie. Obviously, everybody's seen it. It's fucking massive. But a couple of things to, to lead up to this movie that we're going to talk about. They still did things like make dinosaurs awe-inspiring. That was one of those things. When yeah. you saw the Mosasaur for the first time, you went, what the fuck? When she opened the gate and, and Rexy came walking out there with the flare and her running on high heels and shit like that, everyone's like, holy fuck, let's do this. This is dinosaurs. Yeah. This is what we've been waiting 20-something years for, right? And, and, and even the, like, the public in that universe was still awe-inspired by them, you know? Not just the, the viewers. They, people still were as well that were going to the island. That's why it's an expensive trip. You know, it's, it's not everyone yep. can afford to go, as mentioned in other movies. You can't walk there and you can't fly there either. You, you have to take that ferry. Yeah. And people want to see these dinosaurs, you know, people are still fascinated by them. But then it, you know, as uh, I was mentioned in that movie as well, people are just looking at dinosaurs, starting to look at dinosaurs like they'll look at an elephant in a zoo. Yeah. And that's when they create like the Indominus and stuff like that. But yeah, trying to scare everybody. And then. Obviously, that all fucks up. And let's face it, even if nothing happened in that movie as far as pulling the park down, it was doomed to fail anyway because in the next movie, it turns out the island's about to explode. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They and probably should have looked into that a little bit more. But yeah. I mean, they could have got some seismologists out there, at least volcanologists, to look at that giant volcano smoldering in the yeah. middle of the island. Like, And your whole island is based on this volcano. So you, yeah. if this thing fucks up, you're fucked up, right? Yep. Um, and so... Really, if we were trying to say from like a canon point of view, the point of Jurassic World is to reboot this majesty of dinosaurs, 
introduced the idea of these hybrid things, hybrid dinosaurs. And then the second movie in this new trilogy, the world trilogy, as opposed to the park trilogy, was to sort of serve as a mechanism to do what Michael Crichton, the original writer, always wanted to do, which was bring the dinosaurs to the mainland and have them run rampant, right? Yeah. And they did that. That's what happened in Fallen Kingdom. There was another little genetic experiment going on there. So this is the point that I, I, I kind of want to talk to you about because I'm, like I said, a fan of InGen. Hell InGen's yeah. not mentioned at all in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. No, it's not. I think they did. I think they... they, they wanted to get off of that whole th- like they wanted to forget about the islands they wanted to forget about ingen it's now time for dinosaurs on the mainland they it's almost like they wanted a complete fresh start with it you yeah know, we've was like that we've heard about ingen in every movie i mean i would have liked to hear from hear about ingen but yeah you know. and uh, let's face it if they've survived lawsuits before and the lawsuits that would have come from Jurassic World wouldn't have fallen directly on InGen it would have fallen on Masrani yeah who would have paid a lot for it but definitely had the funds to pay for it InGen didn't need to die no well InGen was still rocking around, rocking about in um in Jurassic World mm-hmm. but they they're more of like a what like a security no, they ran everything. They 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 controlled the. They created all the dinosaurs. They also had their security division, and they also had their um, uh, construction division. There was InGen Construction as well. Oh, really? So yeah. InGen was building I Jurassic I World. I wouldn't hire them to bloody build me a house or uh, a fucking uh, or a zoo or, enclosure. Or, or a gate for my dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they've forgotten about when it gets to Fallen Kingdom, but Wu is still involved. He's created this new fucking um, Indoraptor thing, or whatever, all living in this fucking... Yeah, we've got all problems with, with Fallen Kingdom. And then we get to Jurassic World Dominion when all of a sudden we're expecting this movie that's just fucking... Humans trying to deal with animals like dinosaurs all of a sudden out in the wild and what the fuck are we going to do about it? How do we live with this shit? Did we get that in the movie? What do you think? So now we're at Dominion. Yeah. I mean, this is supposed to sum up the entire basic franchise that we've just seen. And I think they did that but they did it way too quick and they crammed way too much into it where like and, and i remember talking to you when the trailers came out and i remember saying like we, we were talking about they showed so much in those trailers it was just action 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 and we said we were like well either they've done two things they've crammed all the action scenes into that two into minute trailer. trailer yeah or it's going to be like that the entire movie just these insane action scenes and it was it was the latter. It was just it, and and I'm not saying that as is a good thing. I'm saying like there was just it was it just was too, too much. much, man. I know. That's the first thing I said when I came out of the cinema, like um, to the wife. I was like, there was just too many dinosaurs. Yeah, way too many dinosaurs in this movie. It and there's too many dinosaurs in a movie that actually wasn't about dinosaurs. By the way, guys, there's going to be plenty of spoilers in this fucking thing as well. So if you haven't seen the movie, um whatever listen to the fucking spoilers stop being gay <laughs> you know stop it who cares yeah it's, you've had enough time to fucking watch the movie yeah exactly. it's been out for like two weeks yeah yeah, yeah. shout out curtis <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got around to it yet i think he was waiting for us to invite him but we went off and did it by ourselves so <laughs> he didn't have the time for it no, we had to go see it yeah, he's sick now anyway yeah 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 um 
just for you guys at home, because I talked about Curtis trying to be on the podcast last episode. Uh, he's got COVID. He's fucked up. It's what it is. He'll listen to this and go, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, I, I, I'm, it's upsetting me that I will be, like, dissing this movie because, like, I, it, it, for me, it just didn't feel like Jurassic Park. It didn't feel like Jurassic World. It, 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 it just had a completely different vibe. It was, like, as far as looking at it as, like, a big monster mash movie, man, it's a movie with really big, cool-looking dinosaurs, good CGI, high budget. It's a wicked movie. But it, as far as uh, putting that as a Jurassic Park movie, it just didn't, yeah, it I know. didn't work. It was it just not a right. big, high-budget monster movie. That's why I was bringing up the, the, the ideas of the, um, how much awe was generated with those previous movies towards dinosaurs, because that's the point. It's like, these things are majestic. There's fucking dinosaurs around the place. This movie started with the premise that dinosaurs were out and about, we're going to have to deal with it, and it ended with dinosaurs are out and about, and we're dealing with it. Yeah. It, it did nothing. Dinosaurs were a side character on this whole fucking story, which was really about a bullshit company trying to fuck up other people's crops so that they only buy their genetically engineered seeds. Yeah, right? yeah. Monsanto style. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what was got like. So the storyline of Jurassic World, uh, Fallen, uh, Dominion or whatever the fuck it's called, is not about dinosaurs. It's it, not about dinosaurs at all. It's a movie that has the most amount of dinosaurs in it, but the actual movie is the least about dinosaurs out of the entire franchise. Like, and, yeah. and, 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 and the thing is that because these dinosaurs have been living around people for a few years now, the characters in the movie have stopped caring about the dinosaurs. They've stopped, it's stopped being a novelty and that trickles down to the audience as well because the characters don't care about the dinosaurs on screen. You stop yeah. caring them as a watcher. You stop caring about them. They're just, they're just there in the way bothering people. Yeah. It's a, and, and you know what, you know what had that vibe uh, for me, especially in that scene where they're in, um, where is it? Mallorca or something? Uh, Madrid. Nah, it's not Madrid. It's something else. Um, fucking, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, some, that weird place. When they go Malta, into, Malta, yeah, yeah. So when they're in there, and they go into that underground thing, you see, it, it, it's like when you walk into the cantina on Star Wars, you know, like dude. But that's that, that's a Colin Trevorrow thing. With that, he wanted it to feel like that. He was um, because after the success of Jurassic World, the first one of this new trilogy, this revamped trilogy, after that success, he was hired to work on Star Wars. Oh, right. Okay. And he was a huge Star Wars fan. He didn't get through whatever. Something happened with, you know, he had some fucking, I don't know, creative differences with other people or whatever. Um, but yeah, he definitely, he's been on record saying that he wanted it to feel like the cantina scene Jeez. from Star well, Wars. It, it worked. Because he wanted to feel like there's a bunch of miscreants, sort of, and yeah. they're all kind of there as this separate world or whatever. But it was for almost no fucking reason. Like I'm trying to pitch, like, um, trying to patch this story together that they're telling in in Dominion. All right, so it starts with a whole bunch of bullshit um, with Claire and Owen are now like parents to Maisie, the cloned child of Lockwood's daughter. Right? Yeah. So they're they're, they're acting parents there but they've been very shit parents to be honest right oh yeah all right we'll get into that that sort of stuff later um and then f because of some genetic stuff so biosyn the big fucking evil corporation that was the guys that fucked up the original jurassic park biosyn 
Um, all of a sudden, they're the good guys now. People don't know what they did to Jurassic Park because they're the guys that fucked it up, right? They're all good guys now, yeah. right? And they've got this sanctuary for dinosaurs, but somehow they also want the, the blood of Maisie, this little cloned girl, and they want Blue, the raptor's DNA for their fucking, the, the kid that, 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 that Blue had or whatever. So all of a sudden you're introduced to this poacher guy as the evil guy. And then it flashes to, all right, he's working for this chick named Santos, yeah. who's, who's actually a pretty decent character. But like the theory is that like, oh, they were, they're, they're, they've captured Maisie, they've captured um, Blue's baby called Beta. And they've brought him to this fucking sort of like crime syndicate and anything goes bullshit place in Malta, which eventually then ends up them in the Dolomite Mountains in fucking Italy. Yeah. Um, where the sanctuary is, right? Yeah. That so mean, it was kind of for no reason. If that, you know, that, um, that chick, the, the bad one with the, the anime looking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santos. Santos, right? Yeah. If she wasn't in the movie, you would have lost nothing. Like, why was she there? It was just, 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 they just put her there because it was like, oh, let's put a other weird, cool, bad guy in there. And, and like, it was just, they could have done without that. That was too much. It was like, well, she looks like a science fiction-y, like, too much of a science fiction-y villain woman thing. She would be suited better for Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They could yeah. have, like, like a, a cartoon of her would have looked exactly the same as yeah, her. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Um, and would have actually played better in the Camp Cretaceous anime spin-off thing. Yeah, for right? sure. Animated, not anime, but animated. I mean, did they look at that script and, like, the storyboards and stuff and go, you know what we can use? We need a little bit more uh, action in this. Let's put this chick that's, like, this ninja samurai-looking chick, anime chick in there, like... Did they not have enough already mm. where they need... They didn't need that. All right, so on that point, because I'm trying to figure out the continuity from Fallen Kingdom, which came just before this, to this. In Fallen Kingdom, we know that there was 11 species of dinosaur taken from the island, and they auctioned off half of them. They auctioned off half of them. And so what was actually released at the end of that was, I don't even want to guess the number. I would say half of them, so around five or six. Yep. Um, but let's even be generous and say all 11. There are species now showing up with fucking technology and stuff that we don't really know where it came from. So all of a sudden she appears with these fucking atrociraptors, which we've never seen before. No. Had no idea InGen created these. Nothing, right? And all of a sudden these guys are there and they follow, they'll attack whatever a laser pointer is shined at. Something like that. Yeah. Which was kind of like an Indoraptor thing that was the built Indoraptor in there. was like the prototype of that. So were these things fucking genetically engineered to do that, or were they trained to do that? What? Where did they fucking come from? Where did all these species come from? And Why are they worldwide when only eleven species max were released? And and why would you create a dinosaur, a new one that wasn't part of that eleven that potentially were released, and then just release it? They create this new dinosaur and then just release it into the world, like so it's just roaming around normally. It's expensive to create dinosaurs. Why it, let them just get out and about? It's like they had already mastered it, so they had that confidence, but they didn't have time for that confidence. They nah. didn't have time for that confidence. So that kind of that kind of bugged me. You know, it's whatever. And then we finally get the fucking the whole backstory of this fucking locust 
locust fucking outbreak. So there's these giant locusts the size of a chihuahua out there just crushing crops except for fucking biosyn crops, right? And and all of a sudden, out of all the people in the world to discover this weird thing, it happens to be Laura Dern as Ellie Sattler at a farm randomly for no reason. Yeah, it was like they called her in and like so what she's been doing this the whole time she's a paleo botanist right so what what what's she uh, what's her business with crops and locusts uh, yeah exactly like it's it's a, a weird sell it's a weird sell and then for her to recruit alan grant and then right at perfect timing she's got an invite to the fucking biosyn sanctuary and she thinks hey great that means i get to get into the sanctuary i'm going to break some rules and if i find dna of those giant locusts Coming from Biosyn, I can point the finger. Yeah. That's the whole point. Right? Yeah. Yep. And I mean, Alan Grant obviously goes along because he's following his dick. He's still obsessed with uh, yeah. Ellie Sattler. And and um and like the thing the thing is as well, like from the get go with this movie, they they was shit that didn't have to be in there. They didn't have to have uh what's her face Bryce Dallas Howard fucking around as a uh. You know, trying to rescue. An activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't have to be. That didn't have. To, she could have just been at In home. In fact, that played against being, it. Being a good surrogate mother, but no, she's out being an activist, rescuing these baby like Nasutoceratops or whatever they were, and that didn't have to be in there. That could have been because again, what they did is they cut out the uh, the was it the prologue from it? Yeah, they right? cut out the prologue. They cut that out and replaced it with her going to. Uh, farm thing where they're like like a breeding place yeah where like an illegal breeding triceratopsy place yeah. pseudoceratops or whatever the yeah. fuck it was and she she frees one of them and that they they could have cut that out and left a prologue in yeah that would have been great that would have been yeah. awesome because like a lot of the story was to be um sort of based around them being new parents for Maisie who never had parents and Yet the first scene is her out and about doing fucking activism. And then there's fucking um, fucko's name, Chris Pratt, yeah, um, as Owen Grady. Grady, just out there um, pulling down a whole parasol offices. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. A whole fucking like tons and tons of dinosaur with a single rope and a tree stump. Um, and then later on, you're supposed to believe that they're good parents for this 14 year old child who's not allowed out of her home. But like, who's watching her? Who yeah. the fuck's watching Maisie while you guys are out about it? We're supposed to believe that you guys are really good parents in a family unit now when all we've ever seen is you guys doing your own shit yeah. without giving a fuck about what Maisie's doing. She ends up on a construction site with like a dig, big fucking Apatosaurus or Diplodocus wandering about. Yeah. And all she like, does is whisper into someone's ear, hey, you should get a flare out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That, 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 I, I did I actually like that love, scene. I love I like that, that scene. scene. I almost I like got a bit teary seeing it and it was just like, Wandering, wandering out of the construction site. That, that, I, I, I really like that. Li- I like that. That, that. Was a, that, was a, that was a good scene, but there needed to be better justification for it. Yeah. And I, if them being absent surrogate parents was <laughs> that, then that's fine. But then they tried later on to really play into the fact that they're her new parents now. Yeah. She should love them or whatever. It's like, well, why? Yeah. I, I didn't really get that. I mean, I, I know it, they tried to instill <laughs> that. Um, um, fuck, what's her character's name? Bryce Ellis. Howard. 
Claire. Claire, yeah. They they tried to you know reiterate the fact that Claire cares about these animals and stuff. Which, the whole last movie was that exactly, exactly. They've already done that. We know that, and so they didn't need that. They didn't need that bullshit. They didn't need to remind us that she's trying to redeem herself from Jurassic World. They had a whole movie based on her redemption, yep. and there's a fucking book out about Claire's story. That is her whole redemption, right? So they've explained it in a bunch of other things, including a massive movie, and yet they needed to waste time on that shit with this movie. All right, fine. Yeah, and they, I mean, they, and they bought bought that vet chick back as well, and she was in it for like a few minutes, and then they just discard, yeah, yeah, discarded her. It's like they just bring him back just to go, hey, do you remember her from the last movie? All right, no, she's gone now. Like, and there's so many characters from previous Jurassic, like if they're bringing the whole ensemble back, where the fuck is... um. Uh, what's his name? Vince. Oh yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. Vince Vaughn? Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna bring yeah. back cool characters from the past, where's Vince Vaughn? Where's um fucking what's her face? The Ranger chick. Oh, Sarah Harding. Sarah Harding. Where's where where is she? Exactly. You know? Never never mentioned. There's there's a bunch of guys. Where's Roland Tembo? Where the fuck exactly, is he? He man. didn't die. He, did, he didn't die. And, and I think that's another thing that they were lacking in this movie. I mean, I think what three out of the the whole franchise in at least three movies there's been a great white hunter yeah right they had Roland Tembo you had um I was facing the first one ah uh, fuck what's his name can't remember the, cle- the clever, clever girl clever, guy yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, then that's in, gonna um, annoy me for not getting his yeah name. I can't I can't believe it I forgot it but and then in the th- um Fallen Kingdom they had that dude that pulls the teeth out of him yeah yeah, yeah. another great white hunter in this one they could have made the poachers instead of rednecks like knocking about the woods. Yeah, because they, they, they were arbitrary. Yeah, exactly. And, and they made him out to be like the big bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, wait, no, they just work for this Santos chick who's orchestrating all. It's like, no, 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 wait a minute. The big bad guy is Lewis Dogson. Yeah. Work for Bison. And, it, and it's like, we're 45 minutes into the movie and you finally let us know who the fuck the bad guy is and what's going on there. Yep. That, 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 was, that was strange to me. Well, that was another issue that I think us and a lot of people had was the the order that the movie went in like the chronological like the way it was edited and stuff like that it just yeah just didn't didn't seem right it seemed like they it's a bit clunky it, it was it was it was super clunky and i mean that there was like a half hour segment in the it like you know uh towards the beginning of the movie but kind of in the middle of the movie where it was literally just, all right, now everyone's kind of separated, but they're making their way towards um, Bison Valley or whatever. And it's, all right, these guys are by themselves. Rustle in the bush, what dinosaurs are going to be. And then, all right, they deal with it. And then cuts to the other characters. Rustle in the bush, another new dinosaur that we've never seen before. Now it's a pyroraptor. And that's one of the things that fucking bugged me. Like, if we... People that are into Jurassic Park are also into dinosaurs. Mm. And by now, we know what is fucking bullshit in Jurassic Park compared to what reality would have been, right? The dinosaurs um, couldn't pronate their wrists the way that they fucking did. They weren't as shrink-wrapped in their heads and stuff like that as they might have been. They, a lot of them might have been feathered, mm. all that sort of stuff, right? And so they finally show us a feathered dinosaur in this fucking pyroraptor. And where is it? In the snow. <laughs> And not only that, right? In the snow, man. Like this, this, this it, bugs me so fucking much because if if bringing things back from that period, we got to look at that. And sorry, fucking climate change activists, but back then, we were ten to fifteen degrees higher in temperature. 
CO2 levels were four times they are now. No, four times. Oxygen levels were. Maybe. There's controversy. Oxygen levels were either higher or lower. Right. But CO2 levels were, um, at, at the moment, we're sitting about 400 parts per million or mm. something like that. They were t- over 2,000 back then in the Cretaceous, which right. is really where these dinosaurs lived. It wasn't Jurassic. It was Cretaceous. Mm. They were about 2,000 plus parts per million, and average temperature was way up, and the oxygen levels were either around, like at the moment, they're about 20-something percent, 21 percent. Is that Yeah, the 21 percent. They were either... And this is all based on bubbles that they found in... If you take the bubbles that they find in amber from that that long ago, it's higher. So they had right. more oxygen. But you take other sort of studies and it's lower. It's around 15%. Either way, these dinosaurs would be have a, having a fucking hard time acclimatizing to the oxygen levels. That's, that's another thing that pissed me and, off. And, and they would definitely have a hard time with those temperatures. They're not in the no. snow. I mean, Blue and Blue's baby... Um, what was it? Beta, beta, um, were living in the snow. In uh, the first scene, that's where they're living. They're living in the snow. These are animals that weren't. They're not feathered in the movie. They don't have any fur. They'd be dead very damn quick living absolutely. there. Absolutely, know? absolutely. And so that sort of stuff annoyed me. Is like all of a sudden you got a feathered dinosaur, but now it's swimming under oh, fuck, a frozen man. lake. That that was insane. That, like, man. like oh, this. <sighs> I mean, they. Think I know like, they're trying to make it more realistic with the fucking feathers. Then make but it less glide. realistic with the way they made it make, into the movie. Make it flutter or glide because it's feathered. We know chickens can do it pretty well, and they think some of the smaller raptors could probably glide, not fucking swim in sub-zero temperatures, and like with very, very well hydrodynamics, like it's fanging through the water like a penguin would. I oh, know. For no, for no reason, by the way. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, like this dinosaur arrives and it's going to attack Owen and its decision to attack Owen is to dive under the ice rather than the straight... Like, what the fuck is yeah. going on with that, that, that scene? When that happened, I was like, are you serious? This is fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, this thing, even when it gets out of the ice, out of the water, it's going to be dead pretty soon from hypothermia. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't have the downy feathers that ducks it's and, no underlayer no undercoat or whatever they call no. it. it it's it's fucked now like yeah. it's it's basically killed himself it's killed himself because now it's wet and it's in the freezing temperatures it's yeah. gonna freeze yeah <laughs> so th- yeah so they tried to appease some kind of audience that cared about realism which let's face it fucking no dinosaur engine ever created was anything near real no. they always took design choices they created these things we're talking about as fucking the great um alan grant said theme park monsters genetically engineered theme park monsters nothing more no, nothing no less. less that's all they were they were never real dinosaurs so to make them more realistic it's like for what fucking purpose if you're going to make them realistic don't put them in the fucking snow which barely existed on this planet when they existed yeah like seriously snow-capped mountains were like one percent of what they are right now Back in the Cretaceous period. Yeah, well... We had nothing like that. Dinosaurs were around before trees. Like, how, how crazy is that? That's insane. Like, like some of the dinosaurs yeah, were around Yeah, it was like fern forest beforehand. Fern, fern forests, grassland, things like that. They were around... Dinosaurs, earlier ones, were older than trees. And, yeah. And like, um... And, and but, the, but the earlier dinosaurs, with the exception, and it's not even a dinosaur, it's the Dimetrodon, they were mostly Cretaceous periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, there's not many Triassic 
animals in Jurassic Park. And no. it was Triassic, Jurassic, Cretaceous. Most of them are Cretaceous, and most of them are late Cretaceous. Well, yeah, they wouldn't T-Rex be... T-Rex is late Cretaceous. Yeah, if there were no trees, then you wouldn't have giant sauropods. Well, there'll be no need for that giant long neck. You know, of course, so. of course. But hey, a thing we did skip over, which really disappointed me, was um, uh, the... Um, well, was, was fucking the uh, Quetzalcoatlus. Uh, yeah, the Quetzalcoatlus. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck? This is the biggest thing that has ever flown in existence, like animal that has ever yep. flown, the Quetzalcoatlus. And they fucking just breezed. I mean, it, it downed the plane, but it, it was just such a shit, underwhelming introduction to it. I know, man. That they see it, it, you see it nesting on top of a, a, a building. And that was kind of it, but like all of that should have been explained in the in the in the prologue. The prologue that they cut, that was the reason why they needed that particular protection for airborne things. That's why they could fly into the sanctuary. It's because they had this like, I don't even know what the fuck it was. Some kind of net, yeah, like what like, drones or something up there. I have no idea what the hell. To that me, it was. made out like it was an electromagnetic frequency yeah. net or some shit like that that they would stop planes getting attacked by this motherfucker that was flying around the place but they they just glossed over that it's just like oh well this thing's not protecting us from flying dinosaurs now we have something the size of a giraffe with wings attacking our plane yeah you're right man because those things should have had that moment of awe yeah the like, way they did it. even in jurassic world did it they did it with the mosasaur when he first jumped out everyone's like oh fuck yeah oh shit yep and they this thing that. is this thing we had just none of those impressive. moments no and like the, it's it's almost like they go okay, we want to put this in the movie. We'll just squeeze it in here. We we'll squeeze it in here. Like, and it just seemed a bit shoehorned. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot like, of things felt shoehorned. Like, in. There is nothing that's more appropriate for Dominion than, hey guys, less is more. You know? Yeah. Because it was just like, come on, man. You got like, they used like for example in in Jurassic Park three, they the baddie was the Spinosaurus. In every movie, they've got a baddie. In this one, there was just so many that it was sort of like, eh, there's no... I mean, I ob- obviously, the um, Giganotosaurus in this, in Dominion, was the baddie, but I still think they underplayed it that as well. They didn't justify it. No. It was only justified in the prologue. Well, that that's the thing that... So if you watch that prologue, it's available on YouTube and stuff like that. Definitely watch that if you haven't seen the movie, which, let's face it, we're doing a whole bunch of spoilers and stuff like that, but who the fuck cares? Um, in that prologue... There is a fight between a T-Rex and um, a Giganotosaurus. Giganotosaurus, Gigantosaurus, whatever the fuck they want to call it. It's Latin, it's a dead language, you can say it how you want. Yeah, that's it. No one's going to (laughs) complain. Fuck them. Yeah, so that's going on in that prologue. And you see the Giganotosaurus actually kill the T-Rex, right? And then you see a mosquito bite that T-Rex. And it's leading you to believe that that's the T-Rex that... Because the prologue's all set... Early, like late Cretaceous, right? Yeah. Um, you're led to believe that that's the T Rex that Rexy was cloned from. Yeah. And so when Alan Grant delivers that line at the end of the of the new movie Dominion, he's like, "This isn't about us." It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, like, and I've, how does he even know it's not about us? Like, I'm, I'm in. Two, Why are they having a feud? I'm, it I'm, made no sense. I'm in two minds about it because, like, um. Like, if you took away, like they did, that prologue, it it's almost like, oh, well, that justifies why they're fighting. It's like this 65 million-year-old rivalry. But if you get two apex predators in the one spot, they'll fight anyway. 
They will. You look yeah. at lions, you look at and hyenas, you look at lions and leopards, they will fight regardless. So I don't think the prologue was the only justification as to why they were fighting uh, fair later enough, on. Fair enough, but, just by name. But what's the... F- what the fuck is with the team up with the Therizinosaurus? That was by by the way. Let, let let's just sprinkle in some positives. Oh, that the yeah. Therizinosaurus was fucking sick. It's my favorite man. dinosaur in the movie. It was so, and they actually treated it well when it appeared. It also, I have problems with the scene because fucking Claire's, uh, you know, it's a reminiscent scene from JP three where she's hanging from the the parachute in yeah. a tree. That's exactly how that fucking um, douchebag kid's uh, stepfather or father-to-be sort of whatever yeah. died. He just rotted in his fucking, um, in his harness yep, up yep. in the tree. For some reason, was never able to let out of the harness. No. The skeleton never fell. <laughs> but in this new movie, she's up in the tree, whatever. All of a sudden, the Therizinosaurus. Fucking sick. One of the most terrifying herbivores to ever exist, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, the, the, the co- Edward Scissorhands oh, of herbivores. Man, if you got an ostrich and Edward Scissorhands and, and got him to have a love child, that's what it would look like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. With a, with a bit of fucking Dwayne Johnson genes in there to make it big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, he ain't that big, trust me. He's not, he's not as big as we think. No. He's, he's, he's five foot four. We're <laughs> saying it right here, right now. The Rock, the Dwayne... Uh, the Rock, the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> He's five foot four in shoes. No, yeah. I mean, they, I think they did the uh, the Therizinosaurus very well because it was feathered as well, which was cool. It had some feathers. Yep. And the cool thing as well, like you could have made, they, if they made it featherless, completely featherless, it would have looked basically like how they had Gallimimus just bigger and with massive it would it would have almost looked like an Indoraptor. Yeah, it looked scarier with feathers. Yeah, like it looked like this big fucked up giant horror movie bird thing. Yeah, and, and, it, and the weird part about it was how small its head was. Yeah, yeah. which it would have been like that, but it didn't yeah. have the big fucking jaw strength. No. But that was not what was scary. No, it was, it was about its fucking and, arms. And you see, and its see like, what, what did it? Was it a deer? It really just whacked the just deer whacked away. Whacked it the fuck like, away. It was like I don't want you here. Boof, see you later. Yeah. But what annoyed me about that scene was that Claire, for some reason by instinct, decides to crawl to the water. By instinct. For no other reason. And I don't know why she's crawling. Her legs aren't fucked up for the rest of the movie. So why is she doing this army crawl? And then she gets into the water and the Therizinosaurus is right over the top of her. But all of a sudden, straight away, as soon as she's in the water, the water's still. (laughs) Dead fucking still. And this is water that's very movable because just it breathing on the water made it ripple. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. Right? right after. Great scene. Gorgeous. I'm not going to fucking... Because they did the Therizinosaurus probably the best justice out of all of the new dinosaurs that they introduced in this movie. Yeah. I really loved the Therizinosaurus. Every time it was on stage or on screen, sorry, it just fucking dominated as far as presence go. You want to fucking watch that dinosaur. Yeah, man. It wasn't something that you, you, you took your attention away from. It was sick. Because it was a fucking it, beast. It, it wasn't hunting them. It just wanted them gone. Yeah. Like, it wasn't trying to kill them for food, like the deer and... And, and, um, and what's her face? And <laughs> Claire. Claire. Um, It just wanted to fucking kill them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It just... It was like territorial, I guess. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, get the fuck out of my forest, which yeah. is, you know, we're talking about a very foggy, damp, warm forest somehow in the same place as the ice 
things and shit. I yeah, why wasn't that, I don't know. that well, lake frozen? Like, like in Camp Cretaceous, they talk about these biomes Like in the new season. They've got these weird biomes that they set up. That's not set up in this movie. It's just a sanctuary in those mountains. Mm. So you just have to assume elevation for the cold shit and valleyness for the fucking humid, sort of more tropical-looking things with the ferns around and the mist and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But really, these guys are five minutes away from each other. They walked from this humid, damp swamp to the snow within, well, minutes, movie minutes, but also real-life minutes because it wasn't the next day they got to the snow. Like, we're talking right next... And, and another thing that kind of was like, with the uh, Therizinosaurus, it's like, this thing is stand. They stand about six meters tall, right? Yeah, they're huge. Why? It's like, it's after Claire, but it just looks over into the water. It's got these huge rake-like claws. It didn't just fiddle around in That's the water a little bit. That's what the rake claws are for. Exactly. Yeah. It's for raking about to bring things to its mouth. Exactly. And it didn't use it once. And it and it didn't even go into the water. Its feet were oh, on no. either side of the water. This thing's six meters tall. It could just waded yep. through and then for some reason it teams up with the t-rex to kill the giganotosaurus or giganotosaurus at the end for no reason and in a very like i mean it's it's satisfying if you were a loser but i was not satisfied with the t-rex just pushing the giganotosaurus giganotosaurus whatever you want to call it into the fucking blades of the Therizinosaurus. I know. I think like like that was the most unbelievable death in all Jurassic Park movies. Oh, I would say for sure, for sure. It was like, I mean, Giga's are probably longer than T Rex. Probably right. They're a little bigger. They never had the fucking bite strength. They, they were. They ne- never had the binocular vision of a T Rex. No, a, a Giganotosaurus could never beat a T Rex. No way. They they, they would have. They would have been far slender. They would have been more Allosaurus built. Yep. Because, I mean, the femurs in, in T-Rex are way more dense. Everything's more dense in a T-Rex. T-Rex would have outweighed one by a lot, right? And yeah. the, it, the bite force of the T-Rex is mm. like nothing you would ever see it's on the, land. It's the highest we've ever seen on this planet yeah. Earth. I mean, it would it would pop a fucking Giga's head off like it was like it was nothing. Yeah. Like it was no, there would be no comparison. But, okay, it is a movie. And, but we got animals with feathers. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. that doesn't that count for realism? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's I mean, like at the end of the day it it is a movie but like it the, the whole team up thing which we saw in uh um Jurassic World with the uh Got the Mosasaurus and the Mosasaur as well. I mean, it did, well, it just blue, ate it. Blue and Rexy blue teamed up. Blue and Rexy teamed up, and then the Mosasaur come and finished the job. We've yeah, but we don't that. we don't know. Like the Mosasaur doesn't seem like he 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 just jumped to grab it, whatever. It's, he could have grabbed Rexy. It saw food and it, it went it, for it. It, didn't give a it fuck. was whatever was closer yeah. to the uh, closer to the water. But then this team up was like, it just seemed a little tacky. It seemed a little cheap. It, it seemed was a cheap little as shit. B grade, cheap. B grade fucking horror movie to me. I mean, it it just. And there were no stakes. There were no stakes. What did it matter if if the Giganotosaurus won? Well, that, what the fuck did it matter? I was. It hu- didn't matter at all. Like we thought, no, Rexy nothing, was dead. Nothing was. I know. And then he he just like fucking played dead and just came back Pops and crushed up. it. Yep. Like, but but for for what reason? Who the fuck cares? None of these guys were actually threats to the the team of characters, which we haven't really talked about. No. I mean, I mean, we've been going for nearly an hour on this podcast already. We should get to the characters. Who did you like? Who didn't you like? Fucking Goldblum crushed it. 
he crushed, crushed it. Man. He crushed it. Loved it, man. He was more Malcolm than he's ever been. I know. And he, <laughs> like, it felt like, and I, I, you know, I'm obviously just speculating here. I felt like he punched up his own script. Oh, yeah. Because whoever wrote for Ian Malcolm definitely wasn't writing the rest of the script. No. Like, like he was... it was different. Like, whenever he spoke, it was different. It actually sounded like Ian Malcolm. Like, it wasn't a script. It was like, it was, he, he, yeah, he, Jeff Goldblum he must have punched up his own script. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, he became... I mean, even Malcolm and Goldblum, like, they're not too dissimilar, obviously, the way they talk and stuff. Like, and you hear Goldblum talking in real life. Yeah. But in, in Dominion, like, it, it was almost like Malcolm was ultra Goldblum, if you know what I mean. Like, you know yeah, Goldblum? Yeah. And then it was like Goldblum on steroids is Malcolm. Like, it, it was crazy. And like, yeah. the way he pointed, it was like, hang on, I'm trying to do it now. It was like, no, nah, it was, it's, it's like this. It's like this weird point. All right. It was like, I was trying to, I was in the movies watching it and, he, you know, he's like, ah, mm, ah, ah. Yeah, yeah. And he's he, got weird hand contortions yeah. and stuff. Like, we'll, but we'll remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. The, 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 the character was right through to his fucking gestation. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, it was awesome. In, in, in so far as, I didn't mean gestation like that. I meant in gesturing. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Gestures, he was, you know, well, out of this world. And he, he was great. Um, I, I loved the fact that all three of them, so um, uh, Alan Grant, Sadler, and Malcolm, had uh, they had way bigger part in the movie than I thought they would. But with Dr. Grant and, and Sadler, I think they had too much of a part where it was almost like they're, they're not doing a lot. Alan Grant didn't do anything the whole oh, movie. I know. That bugs me. That bugs me. I was longing for a fucking scene where he schooled Owen Grady on something. Yeah. Because he's the raptor expert, right? Like, this is fucking... This is Alan Grant who first saw raptors. I was I was almost waiting for him to bring out his fucking um, voice box thing and, like, chime oh, yeah, off... The, the resonating the chamber. The resonating chamber. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was waiting for something, but, like, all he says, like, the closest to that was, like, oh, they might come from the sides. That was it. Yeah. That's, that's all he did. Like, he yeah. might as well not be there. All he was was just a character that we love... That now we're seeing as an old man pussy whipped and just following um, a girl that he used to like. That's yeah. all we saw. Yeah. That's and, all we saw. And and as well, like, when uh, Grady meets uh, Alan Grant, he's like, um, Alan Grant's like, oh, you're the you're the guy that trains raptors, right? And there's no, like... I, li- I like that nod when he said, I read your book, just like the first movie. Yeah. I like that. But there's no acknowledgement from Grady to Alan... It's, he's fucking Dr. Alan Grant, right? Yeah, he yeah, wrote yeah, the yeah. book on Raptors. I know, but I liked what Owen Grady said to him. I read your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, 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 that was that, a little Tim thing from yeah, yeah. the first movie. That book. was kind of cool, but that was it. That was yeah, it. that it was, was that was it. And and it's, it's like everything Alan Grant knows and and all the scenes from Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Three. He's got some fucking experiences He's with, with dinosaurs out of control, man, especially raptors. And there was just nothing. He didn't help at all. It was like, okay, raptors are now Grady's domain. Yeah. And Alan, you're redundant. If they, if they wanted to really raise the stakes of that movie, what? Um, actually, I'll leave this for, thought for a second. I'm going to press pause for a second because I'm busting for a piss. Can we pause go, for two go seconds? For yeah, all go right, for it. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Sorry about that. I just needed to take a slash. You look lighter. I look a little lighter, and I feel a little lighter. Um, so we were just talking about Alan Grant's character and how disappointed we were with his under utility. Yeah, utility. Ut- under ut- U- utility. I just made up a word. Utility. They didn't yep. utilize him very well, right? Um, so here's a, here's the question that I've got for you: Would you have been 
extremely disappointed or upset if they killed him off in this one. I would have been really upset, but it would have given at least an extra layer to the... It's, it's like Star Wars, right? They killed Han Solo off, mm, right? Eventually. Eventually, and, and everyone was super upset. It makes you... At, at least you would have felt something for the character in the movie. When you watch Dominion, you don't feel anything for Grant because he doesn't do anything. He's yep. not a hero anymore. He, he's just a guy that follows a, a chick around. That's it. And, and, and let's face it, this movie had probably the smallest or lowest kill count of any Jurassic Park movie. There was fuck all gore. Yeah. There was, there was no Eddie Carr getting torn in, in half. No. Nah. There was like fuck all gore. Like they've, they've done something that's tried to appease ratings or whatever, but no one of, of any importance in the movie actually got killed by dinosaurs apart from that first poacher. The yeah. The first poacher. And that, that was pretty cool. That was it. That was it. We didn't see fucking anything. And they didn't, like that would have raised the stakes for a lot. If you kill off a big character... That would have meant something. Exactly. And they didn't yeah. do it. No, I mean, I, I thought I was half expecting him to kill off Rexy because, hey, you know, she had a long run. You oh, know, she's an old girl. Old, 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 they would never years. have killed off Rexy. Exactly. I mean, they not, made you... Not after doing that recreation of the fucking logo. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cheesy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I liked it, but part of me just went, this is cringy oh, yeah. as fuck. So for you guys who haven't seen it or whatever, there's a moment in the Biosyn Valley that there's a big circular structure that's just a random circle, apparently, as a sculpture, and Rexy walks behind it at one point. And for a brief moment, it's the Jurassic Park logo for no reason. Yeah. It's, oh man, just that in, shit's so Just in case gay. you forgot you were watching a Jurassic movie. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if you hadn't cottoned on yet, like in the start of like the third act, which there's barely a third act for this. Like, mm -hmm. they, like storytelling has a well-known structure. And they kind of failed in a lot of that with this movie. Yeah, it, it seemed all over the place. And like... um. I mean, I, 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 like, it, it just sucks that there is a Jurassic movie that we can speak poorly of. I mean, there was, there were cool bits in it. There were really cool bits in it, and we've explained it. The Thursday, like, there were cool bits in it, but then it was, it was just over, overshone by like, like stupid stuff. And here's another thing it reminded me of, especially when like, uh. Because there are a lot of dinosaurs in the movie, like a lot, I way mean, too many. You know, there's there's, there's 15 minutes worth of dinosaurs in the first Jurassic Park. In 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 this one, it's like it's in almost ev every every scene. scene, man. And it almost reminded me. You've seen Detective Pikachu, right? In the movie, yep. With it Ryan Reynolds, yeah, great. yeah. It almost rem and oh, actually, it's the same that kid in that movie. He's the, he's the oh yeah yeah yeah. He's the guy that what now works for the CIA. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah right. That just just fucking, fucking just clicked for me as well. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. But so there were scenes in that movie that hell remind me of that. You know, there's Pokemon just following people around the street and stuff. Like Pokemon yeah. just out and all. it reminded me of that, especially that that end scene when you see the fucking Grant standing there. There's that like that kid playing with the dinosaur. It's just there. It's like yeah, yeah. It man, just cheapens dinosaurs. It, it, it did. It did exactly. It cheapened it, and they were chucking in dinosaurs that you didn't need to chuck in. No point of it. I mean, ultimately, if you weren't a massive Jurassic Park fan, and I mean Jurassic Park fans do actually like the movie. Like there are, like 
it got a real low rating with the critics, but super high with fan fanfare, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. which I thought would be the opposite, to be honest. I know, but then like some massive super fans didn't enjoy it, like Clayton. Clayton Fioriti, yeah, yeah. if, you, if you guys are massive Jurassic Park fans or anything out there, check out his YouTube channel. He is the guy. Oh, yeah. Him and Swerve. There's a guy named Swerve. And they, they talk a lot about Jurassic Park, but they both fucking did not like this movie. No. And I think it's for a lot of the reasons that we're talking about, but we're coming up with our own reasons because we are our own, like, we are in-gen fans. We are fans of the story of Jurassic Park, the thought experiment, the idea of control being an illusion. They were the themes of the first fucking movie. Control is an illusion. This was nothing like that. And, and, and by the way, the movie ended with Biosyn Valley still being a sanctuary for the fucking dinosaurs. But now Biosyn doesn't really control it because they're fucking evil cunts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and like, that, I think that's like, that was what was lacking was more just the intricate backstories. I mean, them, actual themes. Yeah, them going around like touring the Biosyn facility. That was really cool because you saw what was going on and, and like with a different company doing dinosaur stuff. But what did, what did you think of Tim Cook? <laughs> Tim Cook. It wasn't Tim Cook. It was fucking Lewis Dogson who looked exactly like Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you bring up a picture of Tim it, Cook, it looks yeah. exactly like they designed Lewis Dogson. I think that's what they were going for. Eh? It like, was so shit. Yeah, he was just... I mean, the way he died as well, like, it was awesome the way he died. It was really cool, but... That was a wicked throwback with the Dilophosaurus team kind yeah. of fucking him up. And that was another good scene as well when Owen Grady grabs the Dilophosaurus. Oh, by, the, by the throat? Yep. Uh, yeah, because we've been throwing so much shade on this fucking movie. I fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But I'm disappointed as a fan of this thing. Yeah. But I enjoyed the fucking movie. There was some great moments with that. But with this Lewis Dogson character, I didn't know where his motivation came from, right? So there's normally sort of signs. Like, So say if you've got an egomaniac. An egomaniac is a kind of guy that just wants fucking control, wants everything. Money's no issue, right? Then you have another kind of villain who's really striving to get to the level where money is no issue, right? Yeah. So Lewis Dogson, he's a guy that money is no issue. He even says in the movie, money is cheap, blah, blah, blah. We can do all this sort of stuff. But then as a character, he doesn't come across as an egomaniac. No, he he's a to- nervous dude. He barely finishes sentences. So what is his motivation for doing this fucking thing, which is the real story of this new movie? Releasing locusts that would fuck up the food supply unless you bought his crop. What is his motivation for that? It can't be money. He's, he's got so much rich. of it. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it's an ego thing because he's not the kind of character that seems to be an egomaniac. Yeah, he's, an, he's an introvert and like uh, and he so he's got money. I, I don't know how they got money in the first place because they weren't while the Jurassic Park stuff was happening. What was keeping them afloat? It wasn't genetics. They, mm-hmm. they had already been superseded. You know, they, it, it's like, well, did they only get rich and powerful after the dinosaurs escaped and then they were doing yeah, weird shit Yeah, and somehow they just built this sanctuary or whatever. And Because that's that's one of those things. There's this vague story of Biasin's rise. That's vague. All the stuff that happened post-Fallen Kingdom is vague. Who created all these dinosaurs is fairly vague as well. So as far as I can tell, Biosyn weren't making dinosaurs. No. There's no they, mention of them ever make like I don't All they say is that a lot of these dinosaurs came from Nublar or Sauna, the other Jurassic Park islands all in gen, right? Yeah. 
And then there's this illegal trafficking sort of stuff. So this is one of the questions that um, I really care about with this franchise. Getting your hands on a dinosaur doesn't mean you have the technology to clone it. Exactly. I can bloody buy a sheep. Doesn't mean I know how to clone it. Exactly. It's one of those fucking weird things. It's like, oh, now these things are out. Anybody can clone it. It's like, well, no. They breed them. They can breed more of the same. But to clone new ones or whatever. And that whole thing in the Dolomites, that was built on the old amber mines. Yeah, yeah. So they might have had access to the the... Like the, the genetics then, of new dinosaurs, but they didn't have the technology to create exactly. them. They never said that what, they did. What stopped them doing what uh, Henry Wu did? Exactly. If, if they got the technology and they know how to do it, why didn't they do it way before? Like, why was there competition? It was like Henry Wu was the only person that could do it. What changed? Like, you can't just, know. you can't, what, like reverse engineer an animal and look at it and go, oh, that's how we did it. And that was another thing that, like, kind of was unbelievable the whole pathogenesis thing so like the immaculate conception thing so yeah that um uh Maisie's mum had apparently perfected and given birth immaculately to her own daughter that was a clone of her that was now fixed genetically and I fucking I hated that scene when they like were trying to describe it and they show like a um a, the DNA spiral and they show like a red section <laughs> moving out and then a green section moving in. It's like, how dumb do they think the fucking audience is? And, and like, that, that, that's it. You just chop out the red. The red one has to be bad. Yeah. So you chop that one out and you put this green one in. and that, that, Voila. But, so she did this thing and that's why they needed Maisie for her blood because apparently Henry Wu could look at the her genomic sequence and figure out what the fuck this other Maisie's mum did whilst living on Isla Sauna, mm. whilst living on Sauna when they were creating Jurassic Park, yep. somehow this genius geneticist created this new technology of fixing genes and fixing disease, but never wrote it down, just left it <laughs> as evidence in her own child. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I love how... Crazy. I love how because, uh, like, for example, with Blue, the way Blue could do it was because um, he had monitor lizard genes in him. Not all monitors can reproduce with parthenogenesis. Komodo dragons can. I think lace monitors can as well. But not all of them. Not all of them. Mm. And as well, just because you've put certain genes in an animal doesn't mean it's going to get that as a side effect. You'd have to have isolated that particular gene and put it in that dinosaur for it to do that. It's not just a side effect of, oh, we put, it's got monitor lizard DNA in it. And as a side effect, it can reproduce pathogenic. It doesn't really work like that. Yeah, unless that was the part you were editing in. Exactly. Because you're not putting in all of the monitor lizard. No. And therefore, you might be surprised eventually. Yeah. It's like, no, you selected the part of the monitor lizard that you wanted. Yep. And that didn't include this thing. But then later on, this thing happened. It's like, oh, well. Yeah. This just was part of this gene splicing bullshit that's going on. It's like, well, I don't know about that. That's not how it works. And and as well, like, for you to isolate certain genes and like it, to, like map a genome, it's like a genomic system. It's like if you have you know an advent calendar, you open up each window, you get a chocolate. You have, let's say, you got three, like billion of them, three trillion of them. You would have to go through each and open up each individual window of of that system to identify exactly what that is. 
Yeah, and, what, and it, what it, it effect is. Yeah, and, and it, even then you still don't really know. No, exactly. Yeah, even then. And and so so they've done that apparently with a monitor lizard, the genes that make it could do that. But it, that was an accident. They did they didn't purposely do that. that yeah, that, that was that was an that accident. No but it like at that level of them doing those kinds of experiments, there should be no accidents. No, there exactly. shouldn't be that sort of stuff. Like it, it makes sense back in the nineties. It was like, oh fuck, we put these frog DNA and we kind of just like botched it, and so some of them could change from male to female, yep. whatever. That's way more believable than now. With we, we've got this technology that we've had for thirty years, and fucking, and we're still, still getting, getting weird fucking side effects. Still, something's like, out of our control. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, what? The yeah, fuck, I mean, like if you were. Like to really simplify it, and you were making and building a bicycle, you'd be like, "Hey, what's this thing doing there? This complete other wheel or something?" You yeah, would yeah. fucking be able to see because you're building it. You know exactly what's going into it. You know exactly what that yeah, yeah, yeah. function is. I'm just gonna add a few extra yeah. pedals for no reason. It's almost like, oh, inject uh, monitor lizard blood into you, and you'll be able to pop a kid out without having a root. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it was pretty wild. All right. There's a couple of things that I, I wanted to to talk about, just with Jurassic Park movies and and Spielberg in particular, over because a lot. This is a this is a weird thing. First of all, I loved the movie. I enjoyed it. It was uh, definitely. Oh no, fun. it sounds like we don't, but but we're, we're we're just being harsh on it because we care about it so we're, much. We're 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 uber fans, so mm. it sucks. Um, for those of you at home, you know, I've got a fucking Velociraptor tattoo. Like I'm a fucking I'm a Jurassic Park fan. I don't have a Velociraptor tattoo. I have an InGen. Velociraptor tattoo. Yeah, right? like the, the the like blueprint looking thing yeah, of it. So uh, the, yeah. the concept art from the first movie. Yeah, right. And so this was, you know, I understand the difference between dinosaurs and what the fuck Jurassic Park is and this whole franchise, right? But just as in, in terms of themes, this might be something you've never thought about, but something that I've kind of like started piecing together a bit. Like, how big is parenthood to this franchise as a theme? And let, let me explain a little bit. Not so much parenthood, but divorce. Okay. Well, yeah. So let's think about the first Jurassic Park. The reason the kids are there is because Hammond has invited them to the island while their parents are getting divorced. Is that... Is that that's, why, that's why they're there. Is it? That's why they're there, right? Ah. Then you get the second movie and you've got Ian Malcolm and all the different divorces that he's gone through and now it's about... Um, parenthood and also that's exemplified with the um, the mama and papa T-Rex T-Rexes yeah. yep. it's about parenthood it's about that sort of stuff it's about protecting kids it's about doing whatever like Ian Malcolm's only there to protect what might be a mother that's why he goes to protect and then his daughters come along for the ride and his whole motivation is to protect his fucking daughter once he realises she's there on the not island not that she needs it she's a good gymnast she's a very good gymnast fucking <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate that scene. Oh, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't, like, I don't hate it. it. It adds a lot to the yeah, arc. Yeah, it, it's yeah. fine. Um, and then you get the third movie. A kid going through divorce. Yep, yep. Right? They've already divorced and the stepdad fucking does Not this. even stepdad. It's just the boyfriend. Yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. fucks it up and then the, the parents kind of get back together and the kid's scared of, of the divorce. Then you get to the 
years and years later, Jurassic World, the only reason the kids are on the fucking island is because their parents have gone through a divorce. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yep. What is going on that does, with this divorce crazy, thing? Yeah. What this absent father thing? Because that, that that's a big part of it. Is that like there's and then there's this whole all right. Um, these things can't be genetically engineered to have certain traits. They have to be nurtured into it. Yep. So there's parenthood involved in Blue. The yeah. whole reason Blue is important is because she could be a parent to the Indoraptor, for instance, yeah. in, this, in, the, uh, in Fallen Kingdom. There's this huge fucking push for parenthood and divorce and stuff like that. Like, that's a I never weird, thought about that, weird eh? underwriting um, theme for all of the Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. Obviously, we've got the themes of control. What do we do with technology? Um, how do we wield this power? All that sort of stuff. What's responsible? What's not? Is the cat out of the bag? What do we do once it's out of the bag? Which, which is a very Crichton part of it. But with the parenthood thing, well, I've never thought about that. But um, That's a Spielberg yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Because Spielberg himself is a child of divorce. Right. And for him to bring these divorce themes into almost every Jurassic movie. Hey, some of his other movies, other movies as well. Look at E.T., for example. Exactly. Single mum. Exactly. He, it's all the way through Spielberg's body of work. Like It's great to sort of look at a director's story through his work, regardless of what kind of movies he does. Directors like to put he's, their themselves into movies in certain he's, ways. He's and there's some whole baggage. divorce thing. It's something. Yeah. There's something to it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to think about that a lot yeah. more. I've, I've honestly that's the first time like it's ever yeah dawned on me. I'm like yeah, fuck, it makes sense. Like that's it's a weird. There's uh, a lot consistent of divorce theme. in, in yeah. Jurassic World. There's a lot of divorce. Yeah. And it's never good. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. What, what does that say? Hey, if you're the product of divorce. Shit's going to go bad for you. Yeah, you're going to get eaten by something. <laughs> but anyway, fucking if you were to rate the movie out of 10, let's just fucking bring it down to that. Let's just finish this off. Fucking rate the movie out of 10. Uh, ooh, I'm going to cut it. Uh, like, All right, well, I'll make it even easier for uh, you. Jurassic Park, the original, is a 10. Yeah, that's a reference for sure. Yeah. Okay, so yep. let's just say that that's a 10. Where is this in comparison to that? Uh, four and a half, maybe five. Yeah, I'm about the same. I would say five. Yeah, I cut I was, it down I, the middle. If I was to do that, like Jurassic Park itself, it was a ten. I would say Lost World, the second one, was a ten again. Well, hey, I like, fucking love that movie. The Lost World is a hidden gem. It's a masterpiece of a movie. The Lost World is my favorite, but I still wouldn't call it a ten though, which is weird. It's I wouldn't rate it a ten. I'd rate it a, like a nine and a half, okay. but I still okay. enjoyed I'll, I'll it. Yep. I st it's still my favorite, just because there's a few little things in there which like Jurassic them. Park three. I, I actually love Jurassic Park. I love 3. Jurassic Park three, but um, as f like let's talk about filmmaking and yeah. let's talk about like like the way it, it, it encapsulates Jurassic. Um, I'd put it at a solid seven. Yeah, same. A yep. Solid seven. Yeah. Jurassic World. Jurassic World, uh, 8.5. 8.5. I would go yeah. right up there as well. It's yeah. not quite as good as The Lost World, but holy shit, yeah. I fucking loved it. And at the time, I would have said, fucking tens all yeah. the way through. I fucking loved that movie. Um, and But that, that, that might be just nostalgia and how long it had been until yeah. I'd seen one. And yeah. then I got to see a fucking fully functioning theme park. Hell yeah. Like that just like, oh fucking, you could do no wrong after that point, right? Yep, yep. And I didn't hate Indominus and all that sort of no, stuff. No, no, man. Fallen Kingdom. Um, I enjoyed it, but again, it it didn't feel as uh, Jurassic Parky as the rest of them. Um, 
So I'll, I'll I'll give Fallen Kingdom a probably a seven seven point seven. Yeah. I don't like. What would you prefer to watch in the future? Because you've labelled them tight. Jurassic Park three or Fallen Kingdom. Jurassic Park three. I'd watch that more. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I have to give call. it like a six point five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. Have makes to give sense. It lower. Yep. This new one. Yeah, five. I'll cut it down uh, the middle. Yeah, about yeah. a five. Yeah, yeah, I gave it about a five as well. So it, it had big it's sh- not, it's boots to fill, you big know? Big boots to fill. But that's not a good trend. Jurassic World, amazing. Fallen Kingdom, eh. I mean, it's. It, it, it would have been justified if this next movie was what we wanted it to be. Yeah, because Fallen what I mean? Kingdom was a transitional movie. Setup yeah. movie. It was a setup movie. Yep. And did they slam dunk that fucking alley-oop? Mm, no, they no, didn't. No. But I tell you what, though. they f- I'll give fucking um, Battle at Big Rock a 10. Oh, shit, yeah. That little yeah. mini movie. And, and that's what I wanted the whole movie yeah. to be, was just people yep. dealing with these motherfuckers out. Yep. That, that's what they should have done yep. the entire way. I don't know what the fuck this locust story was, which is the main story, and now all of a sudden dinosaurs aren't important. Mm. It's the way they treated the awe and majesty of these prehistoric creatures that bugged the fuck out of me yeah. with this one. So it, it's got to be low. I, I hope this is not the end of Jurassic I I I I mean if 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 it isn't the soonest we'll see another Jurassic things maybe a few more Camp Cretaceous but we will see well only it, one more one, one more. more okay yeah so it, it maybe in ten years time there'll be a resurgence of something going no, no. on and we have but, to wait around for yeah. that and you never know in that time after rewatching this movie the way that I would rewatch Jurassic Parks and stuff like that I might grow to love it a bit more yeah. Yeah. Um, but first, I did enjoy the fight. Yeah, I know, and we're saying a low rating, but that's a low rating compared to Jurassic Park. I'm not saying exactly. that's a low rating in movies. No, it's a good. F- no, it's not a good movie for storytelling. It's it's okay for Jurassic Park fans. It's perfect for mediocre Jurassic Park fans. Yeah, it's a good movie for a mindless watch. But Jurassic Park isn't is it shouldn't be a mindless watch it should be thinking going on behind it with this one it was a monster match yeah but like i set up this podcast with we talk jurassic park so much we've gotten to the nitty-gritty of all the fucking wicked and we haven't even touched on really what we know about ingen and what we should think about ingen and stuff like that and a little bit of a spoiler to you guys out there fucking if you follow any of this jurassic park shit on Twitter or whatever, I will reveal myself as the face of InGen R&D on Twitter. I'm running a, a fucking InGen Twitter account. Fucking follow us You're along, man. It's a fun time. I haven't tended it to it for a while, um, but I'm going to be doing more because there's so much more story to be told. Like we're talking yeah. about a company that was able to fucking clone dinosaurs. You, you, you don't know what else they've fucking done? Yep. And, and, of course they've done more than and, that. And saying that, how like much like Scott and I love the whole in-gen company and stuff like that. And Scott mentioning that um, he's worked for a relocation with me of my company. I pretty much based my company on fucking in-gen. Yeah, Biathlon. Scott created the logo. It looks, yeah. trust me, you see, you, it's Jurassic Parky for sure. I, uh, yeah, yeah, Scott's wearing yeah, a shirt. I'm wearing a Biathlon shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hey, I never made the connection between Biathlon and Biathlon. I, I, that was um, never, Yeah, at uh, all. Uh, it's just recently I've been like, oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and, and as well, if you go to the website, the, remember the CEO photo was a Masrani. Absolutely. We went out to the waterfall <laughs> and we put you in a suit, like, <laughs> like pretending like there's a helicopter in the background. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because you guys, you should, you should support Adam. 
Adam Thorne, fucking, you know, TV star, fucking History Channel. Go check out his website, which is biothorn.com.au. And he's got a bunch of merch available and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. fucking get onto it and just check out the website. It's an absolute ripoff of the fucking Masrani fucking website. Hey. And um, that was, that was the aim. It's been in our soul for fucking so long, and I loved this movie. They disappointed me. That's why I really wanted Adam on to talk about this because, God, we're fucking well, Jurassic we, guys. We man. pretty much did this podcast the day, like an hour after I got home from watching it. When when we were on the I know, phone, I know, and we said save it for the podcast. So yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. went and saw it, and I was like, uh, "Are you busy? Like, call me." And and yeah, we we chatted on the phone for like an hour, just debriefed about the fucking movie, and we're like. Oh, we're gonna save this for a podcast. We've touched on way more than we did in that conversation. Yeah, um, guys, go see the fucking movie. Get your Jurassic merch. Get your Jurassic toys. My fucking house is littered with fucking dinosaur toys. Like it's the fucking coolest. It is, but a little bit disappointed. Could have been better. That's all. That's it all. Was, uh, it, it, yeah, edited better. Like that. That's the thing. It, it wasn't like the whole thing was shit. It was like it just. Just edit it a little bit better. You know? Yeah, you and know. it can be redeemed. There's gonna be a fucking an extended cut. That's coming out um, for the Blu-ray or whatever, or whenever it comes to home video. So it might be streamed on some HBO Go or some bullshit. Yeah. Um, but it should be longer. There should be extra shit in there. Hopefully they fix it a little yeah. bit. And I'm looking forward to seeing that, guys. Um, yeah. All right. Any any closing words? Check out Kings of Pain on fucking History Channel, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it's it. A laugh. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. We we we. Hinted at some other fucking exciting shit that you might be talking about soon, but we'll leave that for you. All right, guys, I'll, um, uh, I'll, no, I'll do the outro right here on the thing and I'll just fade in some music, but, um, I'll put that in post, right? So, guys, that's it. That's it over. We've talked about Jurassic Park. We've fucking done it. Thank you for the indulgence because, you know, I need to fucking get this stuff off my chest. And I thought you guys might want to hear about it because it's a weird discussion and it's weird to, actually schedule these kinds of discussions just on the fly if you say it's for a podcast people seem to be more willing to be like oh fuck yeah let's gather some thoughts and actually have a proper conversation about it it's wicked um but obviously it's jurassic park so i'm going to leave you guys with a little bit of fucking uh music from the great john williams this is jurassic park you're listening to the jam room podcast ah! take care now bye bye then <laughs>